This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Nah, I don't eat eggs. You don't eat eggs? No. Ever? No. Scrambled? No. A hard-boiled egg? No. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Patrick Mahomes, the magic show, is here in Oakland pulling the rabbit out of the hat and handing the rabbit to Travis Kelsey. According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked off Fish of the Age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Not happening in the sports world. So you're more of a traditional Hark, Christmas Hark music. Hark the Herald Angels sing. I like that. Hark the Herald Angels oh, yeah. sing. Yeah, I like that. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me as always, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, how are we doing? A lot warmer today. Just internally, or do you mean outside, my, my, my or, or, or office, what, what do you mean? My office was a lot warmer today. Why, I hear it's a sauna back there. Oh, I, I haven't ventured back that way it today. It felt good. We got, we got the heat fixed in my office. It's feeling good. Does it make you feel a little bit better? Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that you were a little frozen the last couple of days, sitting in your office or really anywhere. Or where were we on Tuesday, Bueller? I think you were a little cold there. Friday night, basketball games against Derby. I think you were real cold. So I'm happy for you. I'm happy you could be a little warmer. Well, I was. I saw Glenn Gayer at the Bethany Mac game up in Lindsborg last night. That's right. And Glenn and I share a common factor of being cold. Glenn was really cold last night. He he said he was cold, and I said, I'm cold too. I'm always cold. So Glenn and I commiserated about our coldness. I wanted to bring up one piece of audio for you, Steve. I know you're a big fan of Stephen A. Smith, and you go back and watch him a lot at this 11 o'clock noon hour whenever you go home, get a little lunch. I wouldn't say I'm a fan. But you like Stephen A. But he interests me because I like to see what his takes are. Interesting. Hot takes. Well... He had a little rant earlier this morning. Him and Max Kellerman, along with Teddy Bruschi, they were on their show this morning. And I want you to take a listen to this audio from Stephen A. Smith. They're talking about the big Chiefs and the Chargers game coming up tonight. Thursday night football. They know that everything's on the line. And so they decide to talk a little bit about the Chiefs and the Chargers. And at the end of this, we can talk about some of the things you think might be incorrect with what Stephen A. says. So... Here's a little audio from First Take this morning. I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. You Spencer got your linebacker. Out. I'm sorry? Spencer Ware is out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I'm sorry, out Max. With I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. He is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derrick Johnson, and I got to keep my eyes on that because I'm looking at it from the standpoint. Uh, listen, here's, here's, here's where I'm at with all of this. At the end of the day, I'm looking at Pat- So did you catch a couple of those? Well, Spencer Ware is not out that I know of. 
Hunter Henry, I believe, has been hurt all. And he Hunter hurt. Henry has been hurt all year. Yeah, and Whoop Derek him. Johnson isn't even with the Chiefs. He's not even on a team. And he's getting paid. Stephen A is getting paid what? Fifteen million, probably. Well, that's that's not what I meant to the he, direction he so, of this to go. He with. was so far off. Right. How do you not have your facts right? It's I, I feel for some people that are in that position at the national media level, and especially a show like Stephen A's. And I understand some people might be sitting around going, "Oh, I'm I'm real sick of of doing all of that. I don't want." to listen to national media people talk about these types of stories. Thank you, Mark, for, for saving my ears. I, I couldn't figure out why my why my headphones were way behind. That's why I had to rip them out when I started talking. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that's interesting with national media is people like to rip them and say, oh, they don't know all their stuff. And this is why I like my job, because I get to pay attention to what I need to talk about. Stephen A. Smith they spend half of their day talking about LeBron James. Oh, every and day. And they spend half of their day talking about Tom Brady and Big Ben. Yeah. That it's hard for them to keep up with everything else going on in the world in terms of sports. So then when they get put into a position where they're supposed to talk about a really big sports story that maybe they haven't been following as closely, it's hard to remember everything. And when you're going and talking on a national basis, too, where they're going, oh, yeah, the Chiefs have been great this year. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid having a great year. Once you get past those three things, if you don't really pay attention to the Chiefs, if you don't really pay attention to the Chargers, he also said the San Diego Chargers, which I think you said about 12 times yesterday. I probably did. Once you get beyond the big storylines, and he's trying to apply some analysis here and say, I love this tight end matchup on the linebacker. It's going to be a really competitive thing. Whoever wins this tight end matchup, Hunter Henry, who has been great the last two years, but has been hurt this year, yeah, played. going against Derek Johnson, who was on the Chiefs for the last decade, it's hard to remember everything and to keep things straight. And I want people to remember that, that sometimes it is hard for some of these national media people to talk about teams that you know so much about. And we joke about this all the time with Dean Wade at Kansas State. Mm -hmm. Nationally, for anybody that just turns on ESPN and you got a K-State game on, let's say you live in, I don't know, we'll go with Thousand Oaks, California. Okay. Let's say you live out there. Okay. And you're flipping through ESPN and you go, huh, I wonder what's going on with the K-State game. I'm a little bit familiar with the Wildcats. They got Bruce Weber, great coach. And then they start talking about their best player. And they go, you know, he's not from a big high school in a big town. He's from a tiny little town in Kansas, St. John. They don't even have a McDonald's. Where to people that don't follow this team constantly, they go, wow, what a storyline. That this guy from such a small little town, yeah. able to make it out, make it up big, and all Big 12 type of player. But for people that follow these teams constantly, it becomes... A little bit annoying. Yeah. Because you know that story. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of another story that would have been talked about like during the Royals World Series run. Maybe the, the HDH effect, even yeah. though that that was still a little bit better story to talk about. Gerard Dyson being really fast. Once you get people that don't see your team as much, sometimes they don't know all the things that you know. And especially when you get big-time national media people. We're not talking about just an ESPN broadcast of the Chiefs. We're not talking about that. We're talking about 
Stephen A. Smith, right. and maybe even Mike Greenberg show in the morning. Sure. What who who does the NBC show on Dan Patrick? Mm-hmm. When those people start to talk about your team, that you watch every game, you read all the newspaper stories, you know more than they do, but they know more about everything else around than you yeah. do. And sometimes it's hard for people to remember that. But I still, I just find it inconceivable that he just didn't know that. The Derek, Derek Johnson thing was funny because yeah. he started the year on the Raiders. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that. I'm sorry. I just feel like somebody at that level should have the or the sports expertise to well, know. Stephen A. never stops. Yeah, and and you're right. You know, like I say, I watch. I didn't watch it today. I wish I had because I would have just lost my mind watching it. But. <laughs> Tay Bruski, he didn't say anything the whole clip. He was just in the background going, uh, yeah. I'm not really sure about that, Stephen yeah. A. Yeah, but uh, um, they they do. Almost every single segment that they start that when they open their show, it's whatever LeBron did the night before or who LeBron's about ready to play. Or who's the greatest basketball player of all time. Yeah, and, and, and they still – Dwayne Wade, you know – Stephen A. likes to talk about his favorites. Dwayne Wade, they talk about him a lot. He's irrelevant. He's irrelevant anymore. He doesn't. He plays on a bad team, and, and he's 36 years old. And then he talks about Mello because, for whatever reason, Stephen A. still thinks Mello is the Mello Carmelo Anthony of 10 years ago. Or Lonzo. Yeah, yeah. Or but he, they've gotten off Big Baller because when, whenever Big Baller was really in its prime, but that you don't, was something you don't hear about really Big about. You don't hear about Big Baller anymore. He's really kept a low profile. I miss be, Levar, but and you know why? Because he's not as good. Because LeBron said, "Hey, shut up." That and he probably did, and that shut and, up or Lonzo's big, going to Cleveland. And Big Baller said, "Well, Lonzo will be better than Steph Curry." Well, it's obvious Lonzo is a mediocre, run of the mill, just your average guard in the NBA can't even start for the Lakers and his dad compared him to Jordan and Curry all rolled into one here's another example of this so with my job and especially having to do more work for specifically McPherson high school sports and getting ready for their games and who they're playing I put a lot of my focus on that team and their opponent during the week while Steve he does a lot of the work, and I feed him a lot of the information, and so he sees the notes. He, he sees sure. everything, but Steve is also trying to keep up with everything going on around here, where Steve is getting area roundups, knowing more about individual players, let's say at Mound Ridge and at Kenton Galva, and so Steve's content is a little different than mine. Your job is a little different than mine on what you need to focus in on. Right. You don't have to focus in and know what the ninth player off the bench at Kenton Galva on the boys' side does. No. While my job a little bit more is to do that individually with the McPherson teams and with whoever they're playing. Right. And so it is a little bit different, but you and I also, I think, do a pretty good job of keeping up with what's going on throughout the sports world. You still stay really in touch with what's happening with the Cardinals. I think I do okay with following Chiefs and Royals storylines and KU and K-State and Wichita State and knowing what's happening with them. I think I probably do a little better job with big-time news stories, with maybe what's happening with Lonzo and LeBron the night before because you don't pay attention to the NBA as much. No, I think you and I both do a decent job of knowing what's happening in the NFL. But even comparing it this way, let's say – we had to go talk on a Chargers radio show. They call and say, hey, will you come talk to us about the Chiefs? 
we could talk about the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. But if they said, now what do you think of this Chargers team? And I couldn't. I you mean, could say Philip Rivers is the quarterback. I know Melvin Mel- Gordon. We don't know if he's going to play. I know Joey Bosa and uh, uh, Ingram are good defensive players. But you know, I don't follow the. Char- I follow the Chargers enough to know who their personnel is. Let's put is. it this way: Who's the center for the Chiefs? Uh, Mitch Morse. Who's the center for the Chargers? Couldn't tell you. And that's why our job is interesting sometimes because yeah. you just have to zone in on what you need to zone in on. Right. Or let's put it this way. How about the beat reporter for the Kansas City Chiefs? He's got to know a little bit of what's happening throughout the NFL, trades and other moves that are being made in relation to the Chiefs. But during football season, the beat writer for the Kansas City Star for the Chiefs doesn't really pay attention probably to what's happening throughout the NBA. Yeah, and I don't Maybe even, some big story I don't lines. even know who the beat writer is anymore. They used to have Adam Teicher, who was great. I know Blair Kirkhoff covers some. They got Lynn somebody. Lynn Worthy. Let's and see, then, Therese Paler, he's gone. He's at Yahoo. Yeah, it, it seems like it's really interesting. Having been a print guy for 33 years to see how many print people have gone online. It's Look just, at you, Steve. It's, it's You're just, a trendsetter. Well, a lot of people did it before me, but it's amazing how many people are now online. Like Jeffrey Flanagan covers the Royals for MLB. You know, he got he got Ned all mad yesterday. So Ned said something about Billy Hamilton, where are you going to bat him? And he says, are you starting with me already? We're not even <laughs> to Christmas yet, and you're already starting in on me. Steve, let's take a break. I know this was very interesting conversation about the media world and all of that. Want to talk about the Chiefs and the Chargers? Sure. Big one tonight, big, to big, say big. the least. Yep. We'll do that next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. Steve, the Los Angeles Chargers, they just posted their injury report. Yep. They say, after the Stephen A. Smith clip that you heard a couple minutes ago, LaDainian Tomlinson, Dan Fouts, <laughs> and Lance Allworth are all out for tonight. So that's they will re- not be playing against the Chiefs. That's really – well, I bet Stephen A. is going to be humbled by that. You know, it takes a lot to shut him up. But <laughs> to, to just go on and be an absolute idiot on TV like he did today, that's just – that's pretty bad. It's not a good feeling when that happens to you either. No, but I've done stupid stuff like that. Too. No, you haven't, Steve. You've never done anything not, dumb. Not anything quite that stupid. But, <laughs> but I've done a lot of stupid stuff, trust me. Well, Steve – Tonight's the big one. We talked a lot about it yesterday with the Chiefs and the Chargers. Arrowhead Stadium, 720. The game will be on Fox because, remember, Fox and CBS and the NFL Network all kind of switch off on their Thursday night games. So we get a little Joe Buck. We get a little Troy Aikman. And I don't know if I can remember a game that that crew has done for the Chiefs yet this year. I can't. Well, they... They've had a lot of Jim Nance. They've had a lot of Ian Eagle and Dan Fouts. They've had a decent amount of Collinsworth and Michaels. Well, you have to remember, Fox only does basically NFC. Right, so we haven't had this crew very many times this year. And I like this crew a lot. I'm a big Joe Buck fan. 720, Fox, but also 
on the Chiefs Fox Football Radio Network. Pre-game will start on our station at about 6 o'clock tonight. This is the game that will determine how the dominoes fall in the AFC. Because if the Chiefs win, then that wild card race is where the Chargers are probably going to end up. Well, and if the Chiefs win, all they have to do is win one of their last two, and they have home field all the way through. And that would be very nice. Yeah, because the Patriots would be the only team that could catch them because the Chiefs would have the tiebreaker over the Chargers. The Patriots have lost four. They're 9-4. and four. The Texans are 9-4. and four. Steelers right. are 7-5-1. Those are the division leaders. And then the Chargers and the Ravens are the two in the wild card spot right now. But the Ravens are 7-6. and six. Indy is 7-6. and six. Miami 7-6. The Titans are 7-6. and six. Denver 6-7. Six and seven. I don't really think... Denver is going to get into this mix. They lost who they lost to San Francisco last week. That was a bad loss for them. Yeah, they just got killed. Because they've been playing pretty good. Yeah, uh, they they're an okay team and they've yeah. relied on their defense, but lost twenty to fourteen. They've got the Browns, Raiders, and Chargers left. So in theory they could win out, but they're going to have to win out pretty much to have a chance and then some help around them. This is the game that it all comes down to this. Because if you can get that home field advantage, get a bye, have a chance to give this offense all of the weapons another week. Not only for guys like Tyreek Hill that are a little banged up, but how about somebody like Kelvin Benjamin? Right. Get him back into the system. Yeah. You give Kelvin Benjamin an extra week to learn this system, he could be a huge weapon oh, in a playoff no game. no doubt. Eric Berry, give him another week to get healthy. Who knows if he'll be playing tonight. We kind of assume that he's at least going to make an appearance Unless tonight. it's all been a big smoke screen and they just want the Chargers thinking that Eric Berry's going to play when he's really not. Eric Berry, Kelvin Benjamin, Sharkandrick West getting back into the lineup yeah. potentially tonight. Sea West. So as we look at this matchup again, somebody, I, I had a friend of mine ask me a score prediction yesterday, and the score I gave was 42-31. And I had 35-31 just Ooh. a moment I had my sell on sports. That was my score on the sell on sports. I said 35-31. I just get the feeling the Chiefs are going to light it up on offense because they didn't really, with the exception of the big Mahomes pass to Tyreek Hill and the no-look pass and then the zipped pass to Spencer Ware on the sideline, they didn't do a ton offensively last week. But that was against the NFL's best defense. Right. But they're in there all red tonight. They are going red on red. Oh, I like that look. I just get the feeling tonight that the Chiefs offense is going to have an explosion. Now, I'm hoping that this game plays out a lot like the first game with the Chargers, where the Chiefs had such a big lead early on in that game. What did Tyreek Hill, didn't he return the first punt of the game right. after a three and out back for a touchdown? Right. And then Mahomes had a touchdown to Tyreek Hill where he caught it and ran around everybody. Yeah. So they got up so big in that game that – the Chargers were throwing the ball down the field, yeah, and the Chiefs' and defense Melvin was Gordon, just keeping them in Melvin front. Melvin Gordon wasn't getting to run the ball. Like, have they? What was the injury report on Melvin Gordon? Have they released that yet? They have, but I don't have it in front of me right okay, now. That's that's a big key to this game tonight. If Melvin Gordon plays, it's going to be a really really tough game for the Chiefs. If Melvin Gordon doesn't play, it could be a little easier for the Chiefs. I know the Chargers have some good weapons, and I know that Joey Bosa is a great defensive lineman. But I just get the feeling that right now with this Kansas City Chiefs team, in order to win, if you have a really, really good defense, a defense like the Ravens, 
a defense in the top five. You have to hold the Chiefs to 21, 24 points and they, in order to even have a chance. And 27 is the least they've scored this year. You have to hold them down, which is not easy to do considering the weapons and the little time it takes for them to score. If you're not a good defense, you have to score 31, 38 points. If your defense is not great, you have got to score. And I don't know if the Chargers offensively are good enough to put up a big number tonight to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, and like, I think they're good enough to beat I wrote in some my, other average teams. I wrote in my column that the reason the home feels so uh, important to the Chiefs because if you look at their splits defensively, they are so much better at home than they are on the road because they feed off that crowd. They feed off that energy. And it's hard for quarterbacks to audible with that crowd roaring and, and the linemen can't hear the snap count. You see a lot of false starts uh, by the opposition. And you, don't you think tonight Arrowheads is going to be as loud as it's probably the loudest it's been all year? I would think it will be because of the there. Because of the importance of the game. If there's a – there's an empty seat in Arrowhead tonight, I'll be stunned. The good thing about Chiefs fans, for the most part, in terms of going to games, it's a pretty smart fan base that they don't cheer at a bunch of stupid stuff. They they understand the ramifications of games a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like there are some places they just go, and you know, if you imagine Cleveland, they're all just sitting around going, oh, this game's terrible, let's get out of here. Yeah, I've got the injury report now, Steve. Melvin Gordon, injury knee... Listed as questionable. Boy, I saw that coming. Austin Eckler is out. Ooh, that's big. He's our third down back. Very good in the open field. Sammy Watkins, out. Spencer Ware, doubtful. Now see that? Stephen A. was kind of right, or Max Kellerman was kind of right on that. Right. I didn't didn't know. uh, Well, of course, he hurt his shoulder, though, wasn't it? I thought it was shoulder he hurt last week. Spencer Ware, shoulder, hamstring. Doubtful. Okay. Tyree Kill, questionable. Doubtful is Cam Irving, and that's a big one too on the it offensive is, line. And then Eric Berry, questionable heel. Man, I didn't think – because Spencer Ware came back and played after he got hurt. Right, and so did Tyree Kill. Yeah. But, but you know, Tyree Kill, he'll still be scurrying around like a little muskrat. He's fast. He's is, that, re- is that okay he's to real, say? He's real fast. So as we look at this matchup tonight – what would be your prediction of Philip Rivers' final stat line? Here's what it was the first time they played. 34 for 51, 424 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. He won't throw it that much tonight. I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, say, about 25, uh, 26 out of 38 for about uh, 310 yards. I'm trying to find his game-by-game passing attempts this year. Here it is. So... They've got it in an alphabetical order. Way to go, ESPN. Oh, yeah. The most he's had in a game is 53 against Oakland, 51 against the Chiefs, but a lot lingering in the high 20s, mid to lower 30s. I think they're going to have to throw up more than that tonight. I think they are going to have to really try to break this Chiefs' pass defense because that's the spot where you can get this team. And surprisingly, even for how bad the Chiefs' defense is, their pass rush is extremely good. Yeah. Look at the, the strength, guys that they have in that pass rush. That's the strength of their defense is the pass rush. They have D Ford, Justin Houston, and Chris Jones, yeah. who debatably are three of the top 15 or 20 guys in yeah. terms of pass rush in the NFL. But then you got Steven Nelson, Ooh. Orlando Scandrick, Ooh. 
Eric Murray. Who? Not good. Watson, Fuller, and those other guys. Even Daniel Sorensen's not the player he used to be. So your final score prediction, you said what, 38-31? 35-31. 35-31. And I said 42-31. Is there a chance, Steve, that this year we're going to get a game that is the exact opposite of what everybody thinks and that it's super low scoring? Not when it involves the Chiefs. I just, I, I thought it would happen earlier on. Not, and I've kind of gone away from there's that. There's no way the Chiefs basically can give up less than 28 points. They gave up 24. You mean score 24? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm excited for tonight, Steve. Oh, yeah. And You, you want to go get some tickets and go? Well, no, but... We could can, can be there in like three I know, hours. I know. I just hope Coach Kretzer is a Chiefs fan because we have wrestling at 6 o'clock tonight. That's right. He needs to tell his team to go out there and pin everybody in the first period. That'd be nice. In honor of Patrick Mahomes. That's right. All right, Steve, one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 12.30 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Ramping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM KBBE. Steve, you mentioned we'll be out at wrestling tonight as... Bullpups will be hosting Augusta, 6 o'clock Auxiliary Gym. Tomorrow, it's going to be a very special night inside the Roundhouse. Right. I might have seen a sneak peek that they might have already hung up a couple of banners instead of maybe waiting to unveil them then. I think that's what they do. I think they go in and just put them up there. I'm a big fan of the... Raising with the... the everybody like the flagpole. Like, like Dave Larson to get out there. And, and, you, yeah. and you play a song. What song do you think they could play? While the banner raised. We are the champions. We oh, are yeah. the champions. You think T. Rob would sing it? I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. But tomorrow on the show, we're going to have Coach Strathman on. And we haven't heard a lot from him, or I guess you all have not heard a lot from him. Right. You've been in contact with him. Though. Yeah, and, and we want to have him on and, and give us a little update on what's been going on with him in terms of his recovery process and then a little bit of a preview for all of the events that will be going on tomorrow night in terms of Wall of Fame night, because this was the night that Coach Strathman really wanted to be ready to go for. I think he thought early on that he might have a chance to sneak over to Bueller, that he might be feeling well enough to go over to Bueller and be able to check them out in that one a little bit. Rivalry game and, and make his way over there, but he's saving up that energy, going to make it out there tomorrow night for Winfield Wall of Fame night, raising the banner. T-Rob will be in the house. It's going to be a really fun night, very emotional night, and hopefully another night where the teams can go 6-0 and across the board. Yeah, in fact, I think I started my story by saying today uh, emotion could trump basketball in the roundhouse Friday night. Well, the good thing is all of that stuff happens in between games. Right. But And Winfield girls, 3-0 and this year. 3-0. So, very good. They beat El Dorado. And, and friend of the show, Winfield coach Jason Vinjohn, he's one of the best coaches you know, uh, we go up against. He's, you know, former player at Southwestern and, and, and really knows his stuff. And he'll have the Vikings ready to play. Now, the boys game. The Vikes have had a rough beginning to the yeah, year. Yeah, the Vikings have had a rough beginning. And 
Man, to be honest, I think it's a team the Bullpups really need to play at this point in the season. It would be nice. Yeah. And then we continue to talk about getting to 3-3 three and three for the boys for the semester break. Dodge City, the one game coming up next week on and the that, road on boy, that Thursday a, night. That'll be a fun trip. Why don't you like going on the road? To Dodge City. I yeah, don't. I've never been. You can show me the sights. How many times have you been to Dodge City? About two. What for? Th- actually, three. Two bullpup games and to play a golf tournament when I was in Ooh. junior college. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been to Dodge City. Yeah. I've never been to Garden City. Yeah. Never been to Ulysses. Ugh, I've been to Hayes. Oh, yeah. What else am I missing down there? I've never been to Liberal. I've been to Liberal once. What else? No, is twice there? for Liberal. Played in the golf tournament in junior college. Never been. So yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be a Western Kansas man. Not much out there. Steve's just ready to get the bleep out of Dodge. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap up today's show. For Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tomorrow. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.